Hello, welcome in. Just a bit outside. Better late than never. Week six edition. Just a bit outside. Welcome into the growing Anchor.fm podcast. Winners, losers, week six. Aiken's Army over Bolding Beavers. Censored by the Commission over Beards of Glory. Ebony and Ivory over the Six Shooters. Boy, the Ruckus defeating Los Tigres. And the Van Buren Boys defeating the Wichita White Wolves. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Travis Aikens, riding solo in this better late than never. Week six, just a bit outside. Let's get to the big story. Big story of week six. We are a quarter of the way through the 2019 campaign and the growing separation of top to bottom is getting bigger. Wichita White Wolves, Ebony and Ivory, Aiken's Army sit atop in the points in that upper tier. Bottom tier, censored by the commiss, six shooters, bolding beavers round out the bottom tier. And right there in the middle, when it comes to total fantasy points through the quarter of the season of 2019, we have a very bunched up system here in Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. Now, our league is very competitive. Owners are engaged. Teams are well dispersed fairly evenly along the league. And some of our predictions right here on Just a Bit Outside are coming to fruition, and some are not. We're looking at you, Brady. But overall, the league in of itself is very close. Even when you talk about a 1,700-plus total points from the Wichita White Wolves, and you talk about a 1,300 total point from the Bolding Beavers. Now, that's 389-point difference. That is a uh, obviously a difference, especially when you talk about, well, that's a week or a week plus of scoring, but that can be made up especially when we are considering, right, that we still have three quarters of 2019 ahead of us. And let's just talk about the Bolding Beavers for just a second. Bolding Beavers with over 1,300 points in 2019, they are the poster child of sitting now at 2019 at 2-4 and four on the season, 1-1 one and one in their division, and they are on a three-game losing streak, but they are the poster child that they can do it, that anyone can do it. Let's not forget 2018. Bolding Beavers started on some kind of like 0-6, 0-8 to start the season, and they made the playoffs. Yes, yes, I know. Uh, the playoff structure has changed. You know, how we seed the playoffs is different now. But And they would not have made it had we used this year's seeding system in 2018. But under those rules, Bolding Beavers never gave up. In fact, they added, didn't they? They went for Garrett Cole, and they, they went for others. And I think uh, guys to add to that pitching staff that Lan identified. And so... I guess the, the rule or the, the grain of salt going into the quarter mark of the season, the first quarter mark, 
is that sitting at two and four and looking at Brady's six shooters at one and five does not mean the season is over. It's not the greatest place to be in. And speaking of those two teams, Bolding Beavers and six shooters, three-game losing streak, four-game losing streak, respectively, the two longest losing streaks in 2019 so far. Now, you don't want to be sitting at two and four, and you don't want to be sitting at one and five, and you don't want to be sitting at a 10 and I think it's eight and the total points of 2019. Um, but there's three quarters of a season left. And so much that Justin and I have talked about on this podcast for Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball is you just don't know. From week to week, head-to-head competition, you just never know. But we are a quarter of the way in, and some of the indication obviously is starting to show that we have a top tier, we have a clear middle tier, and we have a clear bottom tier. Now, I I think you can make the argument in a lot of different ways that that top tier, quarter of the way of the season, from a fantasy point standpoint, is very much Wichita White Wolves defending champions and Zach's Ebony and Ivory. I think that's the top tier. I think those two teams have shown that they can score and they can score quickly. And let's remember Ebony and Ivory. Uh, four and two, tied atop that Pedro Serrano division, two and one within that division. Uh, winning here in week six, and Zach has done much to turn his fortunes around for 2019. He has added the likes of Chris Sale. Now, Chris Sale obviously not having a prototypical Chris Sale season thus far, but adding an arm like that, Zach said, you know what, it's worth going after someone with that kind of upside. And I, th- I still think Chris Sale's not going to be in the maybe the top three of starting pitchers in 2019, but he still has incredible upside when you think about 2019. He went in, he went out, added someone like Aaron Nola. Now, this pitching staff of Zach's here in 2019, this revamped pitching staff has been doing incredibly well and, and by all measures, here in week six, and we'll talk more about their game against the six shooters, hitting the 140 mark in the pitching category. Uh, guys like Chris Sale, and guys like Aaron Nola, and guys like Rick Porcello can just continue to anchor what has become a very strong aspect of Ebony and Ivory. Now, Like any team, the question I really want to know is, can these guys hold it up? The upside is there. And a quarter of the way into the season, I think it's it's fairly certain that that top tier consists of those two teams of Ebony and Ivory and Wichita White Wolves. Now, that middle tier is the really bunched-up middle tier quarter of the way of the season here. I think Army, Ruckus, Beards of Glory, Van Buren boys make up that middle tier. And all those teams are sitting in the high to mid 1,500 of total points here in 2019. And all those teams sit with, with records that are very competitive, 500 
or better in in 2019 and putting them in second. Uh, it looks like, well, uh, tied for second in their divisions. Now, that bottom tier is the teams that we've talked about, and this is solely based on total fantasy points. Things can turn around, but those total fantasy points, a quarter, one quarter of the, of the way through the season, seem to be fairly telling. They're not there. They're not... Uh, they're losing more. These are all sub-500 teams when you talk about Los Tigres, censored by the commission, six shooters, and bolding beavers. They're teams that that have the, the potential and the rosters to go on runs, but a quarter of the way of the season, this small sampling would show something else. So we are a quarter of the way, 2019 fantasy baseball. Harry Doyle. Fantasy baseball, and you know, I guess the curiosity is, is when we get to week twenty-two, when we start getting into those clinching weeks, into the late teens of twenty nineteen, when we start getting into those uh, the August time frame, is this how it'll look? Is this an indication of how things will look here at the end of twenty nineteen? Let's head over and take a look at the week six games that were. Let's run down these games for you. And I know it's the better late than never episode of week six. And you're well aware of the winners and losers. But we can break these games down as we go along for this solo edition of Just a Bit Outside. And we'll do that right after this. That looked like the Terminator, only slower. Maybe it was his out-of-stater, or it could have been the hibernator. That baby is definitely going away for the winter. Whatever for Vaughn, it might be see you later. He's probably going to become a spectator. Aiken's Army defeating Bolding Beavers, 303 to 232. Now, this was a game where Bolding Beavers, uh, early in the week, had every opportunity in shot to take down my Aikens Army, but here the tale of the game is pitching what was thought to be for my Aikens Army a weakness or maybe a liability has turned into or is emerging as a strong suit, the pitching. Uh, Zach Granke of the two-start week, yes, but two very good quality starts. Chips in with 32-plus points. And let's let's talk about Clayton Kershaw. One start, six innings, quality start, six Ks, and only giving up three earned runs, 11.5 points. But Clayton Kershaw has been nothing but fantastic since coming off the DL in 2019. He has done everything that, as a fantasy owner, I could have asked for, and everything I think if you're a – Los Angeles Dodgers fan you could have asked for. He has provided. And since April 15th, coming off of that DL, 16.5, 15, 21, and 11.5 points, respectively, through that stretch, he is doing what you would want. Now, it's not Clayton Kershaw of even three years ago, but he, he is a top-of-the-rotation you can kind of bank on him to get you points, and he's going to 
strikeout guys along the way. And so, you know, you're going to take that. Caleb Smith, perhaps the waiver wire pickup of the year. And I, I know a couple of teams had him and dropped him, but maybe the only good Miami Marlin right now with 19 points and the newly acquired Steven Strasburg chipping in 19. That pitching staff was the difference here. Now, there was a 30-point offensive difference from Bolding Beavers to Aiken's Army, but 134 on the pitching side to Lands 98. What has become or what was thought to be a strong suit of Bolding Beavers has become, a, I guess, a little bit of a concern over these last couple of weeks in particular with Bolding Beavers losing yet again three in a row now. You have to wonder if you're Land, does, does he start shaking the tree some more? Uh, Christian Yelich, yes, coming back off injury this week, so that'll be a helpful one for him. Uh, but the pitching side of things did not fare too well. Uh, when, uh, let's see, Garrett Cole, 25 points is your point gatherer, big point gatherer there, uh, but not enough in the uh, sub-100 pitching side of things. Let's head over, censored by the commish. Not the highest point gatherer of, uh, not the high watermark of week six, but 306 to 213, Beards of Glory just, I don't know what happened. What happened, Colby, just did not show up. 99 points on the pitching side, 114 on the offensive side for Beards of Glory, but this was not the same Beards of Glory that we have seen in recent weeks. This was a dud of a week for Beards of Glory, knocking them down to a solid 503 and 3 on the season. And for censored by the commish, sitting at 306 for the week and just an incredible offensive outpouring from his team, 196 offensive points. You heard that right, 100. And 96 offensive points. And Cattell Marte of Arizona leading the way with five RBIs, three home runs, nine total runs, and only one strikeout in this scoring period. And Cattell Marte with an incredible stretch for the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, which obviously Blake's going to take and Blake's going to enjoy every bit of that. The question would become, can Cattell Marte, keep that up. Arizona Diamondbacks, surprise team in Major League Baseball. No one had them being this competitive in this season with the, with the teardown or the, the, the rebuild that the Diamondbacks are going through. But Cattell Marte has just had an incredible two-week stretch, and uh, it'll be curious to see, can he continue on some kind of pace uh, I don't think you can really expect uh, five ribbies, nine runs scored uh, from a guy every week. Uh, that especially doesn't have the history of that. Uh, but it'll be curious to see that that's becoming a fun little team to pay attention to in Major League Baseball. Xander Bogarts newly acquired Xander Bogarts for censored by the commission, twenty-eight points, five runs scored there, and two home runs, and an amazing eight RBIs in during the week six scoring. So Xander Bogarts and overall the Boston Red Sox coming to life here of late. 
and Xander Bogarts being a big part of that over the last couple of weeks for the Red Sox. Reese Hoskins, 25 points here in week six, and a big week for him with four walks along with his eight RBIs and three runs scored. A big week for the franchise, a cornerstone first baseman of censored by the commission. That offense just poured it on. And even if Beards of Glory could have gotten over the sub 100 on the pitching side, 196 hitting from one team in one week is just, uh, it's going to most likely every week be too much for any one team. Ebony and Ivory take down the skidding six shooters. A four-game losing streak now for the Brady six shooters and 279 over 224 here in week six. And let's start with the six shooters. Uh, the offense has just disappeared here. What we thought to be a strength is turning to be is turning out to be just an abysmal performance. And yes, I, I, injuries are there and Goldschmidt is not performing as Goldschmidt has in the past and against all predictions of Goldschmidt going to St. Louis as a very good thing. It hasn't turned out to be the greatest of things in the fantasy baseball world, but solid nonetheless most of the time, not in week six, one point there. But other names like Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rizzo and the entire Chicago Cubs not playing well uh, for most of, most of the time in 2019. Things like that have really contributed here, but uh, really, you look up and down the six-shooter's offense and, and the offense that he put out there in week six, not just based off points, but consistently here in the season, your two best offensive bats Elvis Andrews and Domingo Santana of Seattle. Consistently, I think, overall right, through the season. Now, Domingo Santana came up with a big dud here in week six at a negative one. So perhaps it's just Elvis Andrews who's the most consistent of the on the offensive side and 10.5 points. And if Elvis Andrews is your most consistent offensive bat, and fantasy baseball, that 83 hitting points maybe is a good thing. It's a, <laughs> maybe you see that as a positive because that's what six shooters brought up. Now, the pitching side of things turned out really well in week six. But that offense at 83, yes, it is abysmal. And that is got to be the concerning factor a quarter of the way in for Brady's six shooters. Now, Ebony and Ivory, a little bit of a hot run lately of points and consistently putting up good numbers. 279 gets you a victory in most games in week six, and 139 and 140 hitting and pitching in week six. Very balanced attack that. Zach has built here, and really just look up and down. It's solid, consistent, balanced contributions up and down this roster uh, here in week six. And if you're Zach, I think you kind of like where your team's at right now. Uh, and from a construction standpoint, the guys you've brought together, and you just have to throw your best out there and, and hope they give you your best on any given week. And 
right now Ebony and Ivory is putting up good points week in and week out. Royal Ruckus defeating Los Tigres 312 to 282. Los Tigres now two games below 500, but sitting in third place in that Serrano division at two and four. Could couldn't come up against a big weekend for Royal Ruckus. 312 to 282. And that hitting for Royal Ruckus was the high water mark, even going beyond what censored by the commission did in their game. 200 offensive points for Royal Ruckus. Now, Royal Ruckus going through some injury bug, uh, especially I think on that pitching side of things. But if your offense is going to score 200, then you can kind of weather that storm a little bit. When you have potential MVP candidates, multiple MVP candidates, and Alex Bregman and Mike Trout, and you have hot hitters like Michael Brantley, um, I think Brantley on a good team has been good for him. Hunter Dozier coming out of Kansas City with a really good week. Those kinds of That kind of combination of MVP candidates and guys on good teams with chances to contribute, and when they pull through like they are currently, um, 200 points, 312 total points. <laughs> 200 of his total 300 came from his offense this week. Now, that, that is a big number and a very, you know, we talked about Ebbing Ivory being very balanced and even on both sides. That's not Royal Ruckus, and I don't think Royal Ruckus is, is trying to do that. They have built, Luke has built a big offensive game here, team, and it's paid off, and perhaps this will get Royal Ruckus back into the swing of things, now sitting at 3-3 three and three here in 2019. Now maybe they'll look for a little bit of a winning streak. And finally, in week six, the upset of the week, Van Buren boys, the rolling Van Buren boys, 262 over Chris's Wichita White Wolves at 223. Now, when we look at this game, um, as we affectionately would say sometimes on just a bit outside, this would seem to be the Facebook game of the week because the pitching was just god-awful. Just terrible on both sides. This is like watching the Texas Rangers play the Texas Rangers. Just terrible pitching on both sides of this. 88 for the Wichita White Wolves. 84 for the Van Buren boys. Just really bad pitching uh, just in total for both of these teams as they went into this week six contest. And, you know, Wichita White Wolves, you're hoping this is just a blip on the radar. Blake Snell with negative five, that won't, doesn't seem to be a trend or a consistency that you're going to see. Right, uh, Van Buren boys. Um, you know they they brought in their new ace Patrick Corbin, and he's been solid all season for them. And one of the reasons why the Van Buren boys 
are having such a good 2019, sitting at four and two and tied atop that Rick Vaughn division. Um, but man, when you get you know small numbers or even negative numbers out of your pitching staff, you know Patrick Corbin and Eduardo Rodriguez are not going to be able to carry uh, your team. What did carry the Van Buren boys to victory? Offense, 178 total offensive points, and 196 and 200 are, that's not common. Those are big, you can't be consistent in those kinds of numbers. 170 area, that is a big number on the offensive side, but it's one that can be and could be consistent. Guys like Max Muncie and Rafael Devers, uh, those kinds of names, George Springer and Marcel Azuna, as Dustin has reminded us in the chat, that you know those guys having these kinds of stretches are going to bring that kind of offensive consistency. This is a team, right? They're tied for first with this offense. If that pitching can be anywhere near the 100 to the 110 mark in a week. This team is is close to 300 points for the week. And they're, uh, they're most likely winning most, if not all, the games that they could have played in any given week. But the pitching has brought them down. And they would have lost, let's see, they would have lost any other game this week. Uh, they would have beaten Beavers, would have beaten Beards. And that's it. Uh, nope, six shooters. And so they're right there in the middle, and it's that pitching. If you're Phil and Dustin, you're like, yeah, I mean, I, I, you see the names there. You'd like to have a little bit more. It's also the Van Buren boys that have the most amount of money to spend and probably the most, uh, the deepest and most assets to go trade if they wanted to, to maybe bolster this pitching staff. Um, but it's a Van Buren boys that I think, I think we finally have gotten to the point here in 2019, four and two, that the Van Buren boys are for real. This team is good. And you know, the Van Buren boys are right there in that middle pack that I talked about through the big story, but they have great, uh, they have the structure and the players and the potential to be in that top tier. Um, there's three quarters of the season left. We'll see how it goes. Week six, of course, is in the books. We have our newly. New winners, new losers, winning streaks, losing streaks. Let's take very quickly week seven preview. Censored by the commission, Aiken's Army already. A lot of smack talk in the group text with Blake and myself playing in rivalry week. Beards of Glory and Bolding Beavers will take each other on in week seven. Ebony and Ivory and the Six Shooters, Los Tigris and the Wichita White Wolves, Royal Ruckus, and the Van Buren boys. And obviously, when we talk about censored by the commission, Aiken's Army, we're talking about an Aiken's Army victory 
at the end of this week. Bolding Beavers and Beards of Glory will be a game to keep an eye on. Will Beards of Glory kind of refine their footing, and will Bolding Beavers continue their losing ways? Uh, that's a game that I think is going to be very close, and when we talk about close, I'm, I'm thinking this comes down to Sunday afternoon action for for both of these rosters. Ebony and Ivory, I think, is just going to obliterate six shooters here in week seven. It's going to be a big game and another big point turnout for Zach's Ebony and Ivory, and six shooters um, are, are going to have to start either figuring things out or just riding out the the sinking ship that I think they are in for 2019. Los Tigres and the Wichita White Wolves. Um, I'm not sure which version of Los Tigres we may be getting. Trading off current assets in the offensive area, at least for week six, did not turn out entirely well. Um, and I'm also curious to which version of the Wichita White Wolves we get in Week 7. Is it the high-octane, 300-plus point team, or is it going to be the 260 to 270 area team that we've seen uh, at least two of the last three weeks? Royal Ruckus and Van Buren, boys, that's the game of the week. Coming off the big week of Luke's Royal Ruckus, 312 points, and the fairly consistent 4-2 and two winning Van Buren boys. I want to see this game played out. Who comes out on top? And again, if Van Buren boys pitching comes together with that offense, we have potential to see in this game right here two teams that are 300-plus. That would be fun to keep an eye on. Well, thanks for joining me on the solo edition of Just a Bit Outside. I'm Travis Akins. You've been listening to Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball's very own podcast. So long, everybody. Stay hard, Lynn.